Good morning, listeners, and welcome to today's Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark. Today is day 180 since we came back on the air. First, the news. Max and I were out on a run yesterday, and we found a sign that had been painted on the side of a bridge. It looked like it had been done quickly and with spray paint. We could barely read it. But when we did finally figure out what it said, we thought it deserved some extra reach. It said, Martha, go to Lewisburg. We don't know who Martha is, but it looks like someone, possibly her friends or family, went to Lewisburg and is hoping she'll follow. So if you're listening and are Martha or know Martha, let her know some folks are looking for her, especially if she's lost. That's something I've been noticing more and more of, is people leaving notes around like that. Usually they're not so specific and helpful, but I'm glad you and Max were able to tell us about that one. And hopefully Martha will get reunited with her people. Come to think of it, I haven't noticed any of the usual graffiti in a while. Just notes like this. Public notes trying to get people back together. Yeah, I noticed that too. I miss some of it. I I mean, not the gang tags, but there used to be some really great street art over on that bridge off of Hillendale Avenue. That's not looking so great anymore now that the sun and the rain have had a chance to get at them without anybody to keep them up. All the new stuff is just like Dr. Clark said. People trying to find other people they've lost. It reminds me a little of hobo signs. Hobo signs? You've never heard of hobo signs? I'm a little surprised. But you're in for a treat. So, back in the 1800s, when the railroad was the dominant form of transportation in the United States, there were hobos who would ride the rails, going from city to city, looking for work. The more accurate term for them was migrant worker, and they were also called homeless vagabonds. They weren't tramps who moved but only worked when were forced to, or bums who didn't move or work at all. Where'd they come from? Oh, all over. Some of them were Civil War soldiers who were using the railroads to get home. Some were looking for work on the new frontier out west, and then during the Depression in the 1930s, folks were just looking for work wherever they could find it and would hop on freight trains as a free form of transportation. Oh, yeah. I just never heard that word before. Woody Guthrie wrote a lot of songs about that, getting arrested for vagrancy and stuff like that. Yes. It was a dangerous life, and not just because the police and railroad workers were sometimes hostile towards them. They were usually poor, far from home and support. And freight trains are dangerous to ride on. Lots of hobos lost limbs by missing the grab and trying to catch a train, and there were also plenty of what we today might call death by misadventure. So about these hobo signs. Oh, well, being a hobo wasn't just a thing you did. It was a whole lifestyle and culture all its own. The exact number isn't really known, but estimates range anywhere between 20,000 and 500,000 people living as hobos or tramps at various times through the 1940s. And so they had a whole slang language and would leave symbols written on walls to give other hobos an indication of what they could expect. Like what? Well, they kind of have to be seen, and that's not really fair for our listeners, but I'll draw some out for you later. The easier ones to describe, though, let's see... Um, a horizontal zigzag would indicate a barking dog in the area, which might give away a hobo's location. Um, a simple drawing of a cat meant a kind lady lived in a house and might give the hobo some food or other help. Um, two interlocking circles meant handcuffs, which meant that the community would arrest and lock up hobos. 
you know, those kinds of things. That's so cool. So maybe we could bring some back or adapt them. Something like wavy lines with the letter Z could mean to watch out. Because there's a bend in a river and some zombies are milling around there because they can't find their way out. Or maybe a big circle with a smaller circle in the middle could mean there's nothing of any value left in a building. Don't waste your time looking in there. That's a good idea, Agnes. Let's see if our listeners can come up with any hobo signs of their own. Listeners, what symbols would we use to help each other out? You know, we could all learn a lot from hobos. They get a bad reputation because some of them would trick people or steal from them, but they've actually got a really rich culture and even have an ethical code that centers around helping others. Staying clean and being respectful of other people and the land you're living on. They were really good at surviving during hardship, too. Who would have guessed that everybody would be hobos? Well, not everybody. One of the defining characteristics of a hobo was that they traveled to find work. A lot of folks are traveling, but a lot are settling into small camps or communities that are popping up. Hey, didn't you also just say they had a slang of their own? Yes, but we really don't have time to get into it. Maybe another day. But not tomorrow. I think Max has something planned already. Oh, really? Not like that. It's something else. It's not crazy. Or at least not completely crazy. Uh, Okay, well, uh, maybe we'll come back to it later after our listeners send in some ideas for hobo signs for zombie survival. But until then, thanks for listening. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Agnes Drew for Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.